Good afternoon, everybody. It is Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. This is probably going to be the last episode that I do before Thanksgiving. Uh, And it happens that a lot happened today. Um, It's just a Tuesday in the off-season. You wouldn't think that a lot would happen. Um, But I was kind of talking on the internet with uh, Yark about uh, somebody that the um, Baltimore Orioles are getting rid of, unfortunately, because he's two years away from uh, free agency. And it's just a shame every time that happens when a low revenue team gets rid of someone, even before you have to. Um, the pitcher for Baltimore is set to make about $3 million this year, $6 million next year, and then probably $9 million uh, towards his walk year. Um, I'm not sure if his walk year is two years or three years. I read some different stuff on the internet, but... That's just, we know the reality of, um, of baseball. And unfortunately, I hate um, being the one that reports that, you know, uh, because a lot of times people will suggest trades and stuff like that. And, you know, I have to say, well, I don't see it likely that the Pirates are going to do that because of, you know, and it's always something to do with money down the road and stuff like that. Uh, and while we were talking about that, um, across the wire came this uh, 11 to 12-year extension for Wander Franco. And uh, this really was something that I've never really seen before. So we have the low-revenue teams of Miami, Baltimore, um, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, <clears throat> and a couple of others um, that are – there's probably about five or six that are you know considered the lowest-revenue teams. Uh, Tampa Bay in particular – um, doesn't have a lot of upside with their res- revenue. Um, for example, th- this is what I think anyway. Um, if, if a team like Pittsburgh gets to the playoffs every year and gets to the World Series once in a while, like Tampa Bay has, um, it's my belief that they would start selling out um, the stadium a lot more, um, that they would have a lot more money in um, concessions and stuff like that. And that kind of money would help the team. Now, it might not be as much money as these TV contracts that they have in Philadelphia and L.A. and stuff like that. But I do think it would be enough of a revenue generator to help the team spend more money and possibly bring in free agents. Um, But the fact that Tampa Bay did it, you know, where they have pretty limited revenue, because I think we've already seen that um, even though they have been winning, um, they haven't been selling out their stadium and I don't know exactly what they drew, what they drew last year, um, but there was way too many nights where, um, you know, their uh, stadium was half full or a quarter full. Uh, and then other, other nights when they play um, the Yankees or the Red Sox, you get a lot of Yankees fans and Red Sox fans who have um, kind of been like snow, snow bells, right? They've kind of like gone down to um, live in Florida as they retired. So unfortunately, like Tampa Bay really only has um, a certain amount of revenue, uh, which also led me to thinking that maybe, um, maybe Tampa Bay knows something is going to happen as far as increased revenue sharing. Um, Because it was interesting when they were talking about um, extending Wander Franco. And there was a lot of buzz earlier in the week, like, why don't the Pirates do that more? Of course, the Pirates have done that in the past. Um, with some international players. Um, they've done it with um, uh, their outfielder, 
they did it with Polanco, um, Marte, um, and they they gave um, let's see, uh, they gave Kutch a pretty long extension, I believe. You know, he was here until he was thirty one years old, uh, and that is the way that the Pirates are going to compete um, if they can extend guys like, um, well, Brian Reynolds for one. Um, he they probably want to extend him soon. You know, before he gets too expensive, which is why I think this offseason was the time to do it. And I haven't heard a lot of rumblings about that yet. Uh, but maybe this signing of um, Wander Franco will kickstart that um, or not. We'll have to see what happens. Um, Keep Brian Hayes, they've tried to sign him. They tried to sign him last year and they couldn't get on the same page. Um, so they have to, the Pirates have to sharpen their pencil a little more to do that. And I think they will, well, I hope that they will try to do that again. And then uh, somebody on Twitter said, well, what about N.D. Rodriguez? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, like, I talk about N.D. Rodriguez a lot. Um, Tim Williams and I both have him in our top 10 uh, prospects. Um, the guy really came out of nowhere as far as um, what he did at age 21 this year. And he did it. He didn't do it at um, Greensboro, where a lot of the guys do it, and a from what you'll hear a lot is that Greensboro, it's a lot easier to hit home runs than it is in Bradenton. And I think there's some truth to that. Um, the pitchers down in Bradenton uh, are probably a little worse than the pitchers in Greensboro. Um, but it's a bigger jump in pitching when you go to double A. So we could see a huge season this year by Andy Rodriguez. And uh, we, we kind of know that um, Nick the Stick is already there. And we're getting a better picture of where these other prospects are. And we'll get to find out if um, O'Neill Cruz uh, will successfully hit in the major leagues. And some of these lesser guys we'll get to hear about. Um, we're giving Chavis another chance. Um, we're going to give Diego Castillo an opportunity. And, um, you know, O'Neill Cruz. And uh, I was also thinking about um, Cannon Smith Nigma will get a, um, an opportunity this year. He's another guy that, that sort of popped up. You know, he jumped up. He had a great 2019. He got off to um, a little bit of a rocky start this year once he got hurt. Um, but he really impressed in the Arizona Fall League. But the one guy they have, and of course they don't have any Wander Francos, but the one guy they have that we don't know about yet that's still pretty young, that has shown really good tools that could develop into a um, Wander Franco light, uh, is the guy that they mentioned, uh, Andy Rodriguez. I, I took another look at him, and uh, let's just look at what, what would happen if Andy Rodriguez really takes off in Greensboro next year. Uh, Andy Rodriguez was born in the Dominican Republic. He's 21 years old. Um, so by the time the, um, the season gets around again, he'll be 22 in Greensboro, which is about the same age as um, Nick the Stick Gonzalez. Um, does he have a chance to be better than Nick Gonzalez? Well, he's not a second baseman, um, but they are trying him out at first base and left field. And it's just a slim possibility that this is what Charrington was thinking. Um, but maybe he didn't protect Mason Martin because Andy Rodriguez has a lot better stats in certain areas. Uh, the one area where Andy Rodriguez is a lot better than Mason Martin is... Um, the uh, strikeout-to-walk ratio. Um, for instance, Andy Rodriguez, he had 377 at-bats last year, and he hit, let's see, I just was just looking at it here, um, 
25 doubles and 15 home runs. And you know how we talk about total extra base hits and stuff like that? He also had six triples. So Andy Rodriguez hit 46 extra base hits in 377 at bats. Um, at the bat, at about the same age as Mason Martin um, did it in uh, in Greensboro. Um, so we don't know that he's necessarily definitely going to be better than Mason Martin, but I think that what they're looking at is um, he doesn't strike out as much as Mason Martin, and he draws walks uh, a little more than Mason Martin. Um, his ops was 892. Um, so that is right there with some of Mason Martin's better seasons. Um, I don't know. We talk about ops. We say, you know, Matt Frazier was at like anywhere from 970 to 1,000 this past year. But he was 23 years old. Uh, Andy Rodriguez is 21. Um, we look at Nick Gonzalez's ops um, was over 1,100 uh, the last month and a half of Greensboro this year. Uh, but he's 22 years old. Uh, but I think he's the guy, you know. I think he's a sure thing. Uh, I'm hoping that um, Matthew Frazier will be a very good uh, major league player. Um, we'll know a lot more after this season. Um, and then Andy Rodriguez, he's probably the other hitter. Because I said I was looking for a hitter that, you know, I'm not sure about um, O'Neill Cruz. Um, Kenneth smith Nigma is a little bit more of a long shot. You know, he's not... Uh, this huge aspirational um, prospect. Um, so Andy Rodriguez puts up really good numbers already at age 21. Um, certainly better than the um, extra base numbers that O'Neill put up, O'Neill Cruz put up at the same age. So he could be a guy that the Pirates could extend down the road. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to extend Reynolds. Um, Maybe because of his age, and it's just a little more expensive to extend Reynolds at this point. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Maybe they want to see what's going to happen with the competitive bargaining agreement before they extend Reynolds. Um, I know they are trying to extend um, Key Brian Hayes. Now, there's a lot of value to having that kind of glove at the hot corner. And by all means, um, it seems like defense is a huge part of um, what uh, Ben Charrington likes. Um, he likes plate discipline and he likes defense. And the team was very good defensively this year. Um, and we'll have to see, like, how much does he like defense? Are they going to keep Kevin Newman because he was so sure at shortstop this year and then have him move around uh, once O'Neill Cruz comes up? We really don't know. Is O'Neill Cruz going to play shortstop when AAA starts or is he going to be in a different position? Um, we really don't know that. Uh, unfortunately, he is on the 40-man roster, um, so um, he will not be allowed to play uh, while they are in uh, shutdown, and he won't be allowed to practice with the team. Uh, the union basically won't let him practice with the team because he's one of the guys, you know, and other players like Andy Rodriguez will be able to play in the minors. Um, Matthew Frazier will be able to play in the minors. And if they still have Mason Martin, you know, a guy like that will be able to play in the minors. Um, in fact, the Rule 5 draft might not be until after this thing settles down a little bit, or even after it's solved. So um, it's possible. I know Mason Martin is working on his swing right now. So those are some of the hitting names, you know, we talk about. When it comes to pitching, I have a much better idea of the pitching 
than I did this time last year. I mean, ridiculously better, right? Uh, I'm very confident in Rowanzi Contreras. I'm very confident in um, Michael Burrows, again, who Tim Williams had as number eight in his top 10. So he has moved up dramatically uh, in the top 10 rankings for Baseball America. And when Baseball America does their rankings, everybody else kind of follows suit, right? So we know those two guys are going to be good starters. And we feel a little bit better because he stayed healthy all year that Quinn Priester is going to be one of those starters. So if you have those guys as three starting pitchers, now granted they're not all going to be as good as we think, but if those guys are good enough to um, be in the rotation, and I understand that they will be, uh, I'm not sure which one of those guys is going to be the best. Uh, I'm not sure which one of those guys is going to be the worst. Um, But I'm pretty confident that within a couple of years, um, you will have those guys steady in your rotation. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras, Michael Burrows, and um, Quinn Priester. Um, but we don't have a lot of other starter candidates other than those guys. So there's nobody after those guys. But there doesn't have to be, um, because at that point, um, we will certainly still have, um, uh, what's that guy's name? The guy we got from Atlanta, I'll think of his name in a second, Bryce Wilson. <laughs> That's You guys know how my brain works. And we will most likely still have somebody else. You know, one of these other guys will step up, um, whether it be Max Kranich, um, whether it be somebody else. Um, there's, you know, you know who the guys are. There's like seven or eight of them, right, um, that are in their lower 20s that have, a, have potential to develop into a major league starter. Um, now, we don't know, but three starters I'm pretty happy with, right? And then we talked about um, the guys who were confident in, um, you know, in, uh, the, in the base pass. Uh, so Matthew Frazier, I think, will definitely be a left fielder for this team. I'm not, gonna, I'm not sure if he's going to be a superstar or not, but I'm pretty confident that he will be a regular a couple years from now. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Brian Reynolds will still be here. And then the other outfield position, it might be someone like Smith Nigma, or it might be a free agent. And that really, develop, that really depends on how these guys develop. Um, we know who the third baseman is. Um, we know the second baseman is going to be Nick Gonzalez. Um, we hope the shortstop is going to be um, O'Neill Cruz. Um, but if he, for some reason, you know, if that big swing has a lot of holes in it, and for some reason um, he doesn't work out, and pitchers um, are able to, um, and he hits into the shift a lot, and he strikes out a lot because major league pitchers are able to figure out his swing. Uh, they have a couple backups at shortstop um, that they can use. They had one guy in Bradenton last year, Escado, and then uh, everybody knows the guy, the other guy they have, um, whose name will probably escape me now, but uh, you know who I'm talking about, Lyover Paguero. Uh, they did protect him. So we got shortstop covered, and then it seems like Mason Martin is not in the team's plans to be their first baseman, and Andy Rodriguez could be that guy. And for Andy Rodriguez to put together a season like this at age 21, uh, and then at his age 22 season, if he puts together a Greensboro season a year younger than Matt Frazier did and puts up those kind of numbers, a 1,000 ops, a bunch of doubles, a bunch of home runs, um, he could be a guy that's extended, you know, and he could be their first baseman of the future. So I think it's pretty exciting that, you know, as much as we talk about this team, 
that it's starting to take shape. And um, he would be on my list as far as guys I would extend. Um, so I would probably, the first guy I would look to extend would be um, uh, Key Brian Hayes because of that defense at third base and his power and his hitting should develop over time. Um, I would, I would um, extend Brian Reynolds, but if they don't do it this offseason, I'm not sure that they're going to. Uh, just because, you know, maybe he's going to get a little expensive um, to extend, which is why Tampa Bay extended um, Wander Franco now. So if we don't extend um, Brian Reynolds, then I look to these other two guys. Um, I think they will extend um, Nick Gonzalez. Now, Nick the Stick has a very um, projectable Major League Baseball future. You know, we know he can hit. We know that he will be close to a 300 hitter, if not better than a 300 hitter. Um, we know that he hits doubles, and we know that he pops some home runs, albeit in Greensboro. Um, we know that he has the ability to pop some home runs. I don't think he's going to be a home run hitter. Uh, and York was talking to me about that, like we need him to be a home run hitter. I'm not so sure about that because he's a second baseman. Uh, I think we need a doubles hitter at second base. So if he hits 30 to 40 doubles every year, and just runs into some home runs, you know, let's say like 15 home runs, which is about the same Colin Moran hits, uh, he will be uh, set at second base. But then Andy Rodriguez is really the guy that I'm, I'm going to get laser focused on next year, I think, because I think there's a good chance that he can blossom into um, a Wander Franco light. You know, he's certainly not Wander Franco. I think Franco's still only 21, and he just turned 21. Um, and he put together a great season in the major leagues, albeit only, what, 70 games or something like that. Uh, but he was able to produce well enough that Tampa Bay was able to give him an 11 to 12-year extension, which is absolutely a game changer for a small market team, uh, a small revenue team. And that got me excited, you know. So the one guy I think, now you can't extend pitchers, right? Rowanzi Contreras has already had some problems with his arm. Uh, Michael Burrows uh, had a oblique issue, you know, so he had to like change his motion a little bit. Um, you just you can't give pitchers as a small revenue team a ten year deal. Um, but if there was a guy that they were going to give a ten year deal to, um, sort of like a Wando Fra Wander Franco light, I think it could be Andy Rodriguez, and I I almost think it should be Andy Rodriguez. I mean, it's great that we got him from the Mets because we had a little bit of a rivalry with the Mets. Um, and he, in the Dominican League, he had an ops of 900 in 2019 for the Mets, over 900. And he hit um, not a lot of home runs, just doubles. So that's probably why the Mets were you know, willing to let him go or whatnot. Um, but as happens with young hitters, his home runs developed in Bradenton a place where you don't see a shit ton of home runs. And for him to hit those 15 home runs, 25 doubles and six triples, 46 extra base hits, and only 377 at-bats. So we're talking maybe 60 extra base hits in a full season, which is close to the record that, um, that was put together by Mason Martin, 70 extra base hits. But he does not strike out like Mason Martin. And that really turned off by all indications, um, not just some of the fan base, but it really turned off Ben Sherrington to where he's willing to, even if it's only a 50-50 shot, 
or a 40-60 shot, or even a 30% chance that somebody picks Mason Martin in the uh, Rule 5 draft, or even if it's only a 20% chance, if he was in love with Mason Martin, they would have given him a roster spot. Um, And maybe that's what we always try to get in Sherrington's head, right? Maybe that's what he was thinking was, Andy Rodriguez is really fucking good, (laughs) you know? And he might be. I mean, this is probably the guy that I'm most excited about seeing next season. I'm excited to see if um, Matthew Frazier can do it again. Um, But Matthew Frazier is a guy that um, projects as a good hitter, but I'm not so sure at, at age 24 next year that he projects with the kind of ceiling that Andy Rodriguez does, you know, a guy who just turned 20, or he's going to be just turning 22 next year. So um, that's what we're looking at, you know. I wanted to do a look on Andy Rodriguez. There's not much you can go into him. You know, he was born in the Dominican Republic. Um, He was with the Mets and always hit well with the Mets. But again, because he was only 19 or 20 and he didn't hit a lot of home runs to that point, the Mets took their eye off the ball and the Pirates were able to acquire him. And I think that might be the biggest acquisition of the, um, the Ben Charrington rebuild. Uh, it might not be um, O'Neill Cruz, who I think was, um, he wasn't in Charrington anyway. Like he, we got him before Charrington. Um, it might not even be Nick the Stick Gonzalez. The guy who has the most potential is probably... N.D. Rodriguez. And I'm glad somebody like messaged me on Twitter and reminded me about that. Because when I look back at his numbers again, you know, I said that he was always hitting the ball hard. Um, His exit velocities are, you know, for his age are like off the charts. Um, But I didn't realize that he had hit 15 home runs in Bradenton again until I looked at it and 25 doubles and six triples um, as a first baseman. Or you could throw him into right field But I think this guy is a very, very good catcher. And I think that would make him a very, very good first baseman. Um, And he might be too good of a hitter to want to to be your catcher. Um, Most like, and the reason I say that is, do you really want this guy to screw his knees up if he has that kind of potential? You know, you want him to be a first baseman um, if he's that athletic. Just think about somebody that can hit, you know, even more than... um, that dude we got rid of um, to the Nationals last year, um, even more than Josh Bell, and be a much, much better defender. And that's what Andy Rodriguez is. And that's the kind of guy that you could possibly see get a nine or 10-year extension. And it makes it easier because, because he comes from the Dominican Republic. Um, he doesn't necessarily have as much money as the family um, of... Um, you know, the third baseman does. Um, because his father, um, Key Brian Hayes' father was in the major leagues, you know. So he is going to make a lot more demands than someone like Andy Rodriguez. So just a quick look at Andy Rodriguez and how it lines up with the extension for Wando Fra- Wander Franco. Again, we know nobody is Wander Franco. But we do know that Tampa Bay does not have much more revenue than the Pirates do. And we also know that the Pirates have more potential to bring their revenue up by selling out a summer at PNC Park. And wouldn't that be nice? Peace.